Denny Gertler from the Can Delta team. Thanks for being here. Oh, thank you, Jay. Well, it's always nice to start off Monday mornings with learning something. And I know we're going to learn something today from you. But before we do that, uh, look, we are in January, mid to late January. And this is going to be a year, we've talked about it before with you, but also with the Can Delta team, that we're going to see upwards of like a thousand new stores in Ontario alone. That's a lot, um, or at least 960 retail store authorizations, maybe not that many stores open up, but talk about the latest from your perspective about what you're seeing in terms of aggregate numbers of stores. What are you hearing and seeing? Uh, very good question. Actually, uh, we, I had some interaction with the AGCO recently and, and wanted to mention that uh, 320 stores are now authorized in the province of Ontario. As you point out, that doesn't mean they're all open yet, but they will soon be. There are 400 stores in the queue uh, and then this is, you know, at the, at the rate of 20 a week, 80 a month that continues. And uh, according to my contacts there, uh, there's no slowdown or let up in the, in the applications they're getting for retail store authorizations. Another interesting point is that there are 903 uh, retail um, operator licenses out there now. Now that doesn't mean all of them are attached to a store yet or a, even a, a retail store authorization application, but uh, in a way they represent, you know, potential untapped demand uh, for a retail space. If you throw all those numbers into a blender uh, and do a little bit of grade two math, you come up with 1200 authorizations uh, by, the, by next year, by the, this time next year in 2022. Uh, so as you point out, at a rate of roughly 960 a year. It's a lot. And there's so many implications permutate. Like it just means a lot to a lot of different people. And, and it's going to be an interesting slash wild year to watch what's happening. But one of the things we talked about a few weeks back, maybe it was a month ago, maybe it was December, uh, we, you had come on, and this is where, this is the sort of ask the experts part. Um, you, you were talking about inducements, right? So, uh -huh. you know, how to get, you know, how, what can retailers do to offer, I guess, better deals to consumers? What's legal, what's not, it's an inducement. But almost immediately after that, uh, I think a bulletin came out and uh, talk a little bit about this is the expert part. You're the expert. Talk about inducements, what we know now, maybe different and apart from what we knew then or what's been clarified. Okay, I will do that. But before that, I need yeah. to set the scene a little bit because maybe not everybody may have seen that fabulous episode. Impossible. Everybody saw it. Just kidding. Some may not, or if they saw it, they may, like I, I actually forgot a lot of the stuff that was in there. So I went back and, and viewed it before this, you know, uh, interview. But um it's important, I think, to go back and, and, uh, and, and look at, so why discounting now, right? First of all, actually, that's even before we go yeah. back to, and, and, the, and the, the thing is that the market, as we were pointing out, continues to grow. That means more competitive pressure. Uh, and so there are more and more stores and, you know, and more, more pressure to promote. Uh, there's also, you know, the discrepancy in prices between uh, what the OCS sells for, what the black market sells for, and what authorized retailers sell for. And uh, uh, in fact, uh, just comparing with the OCS and, and authorized retail stores, there's a pretty stable discrepancy of between two and three dollars uh, per gram of dried cannabis flower, you know, over the past year. 
Um, and, you know, we're not sure what the uh, illicit market price is, but there's some forecasting that shows that the discrepancy is typically even greater there, although sometimes, some months it's not. So, but in any case, you know, that's another competitive pressure. Uh, of course, we know that some retailers will overstock certain items, so they'll need to clear inventory. And, and discounting is a frequently used tool to address you know, overstocked inventory and competitive pressures. So, um, you know, so as far as the review of what we said previously, um, you know, it's important, first of all, to remind people what an inducement is. So we talked, it, it's not defined in legislation, but there's pretty common uh, you know, uh, information about what an inducement is in the business literature. Basically, it's about accelerating a sale, motivating somebody to purchase something, um, you know, using some kind of time pressure often, and, and uh, getting them to do something they may potentially not otherwise do. So, creates a sense of urgency to compel action, right? The other thing I talked about there is that I, I, I discussed uh, four uh, scenarios or pricing scenarios. You can remember that. And the first one, which is, uh, you know, uh, buy three, get two, you know, buy two, get th uh, three free, or the third free, or something like that. Or, or um, you know, you know uh, three for the price of two. You know, something like that, which is, you know, creates urgency, compels action. Um, you know, probably not a wise decision. I think we agreed that it, it has an inducement quality to it. Uh, and then and the last example I used was just a, a pure pricing statement. It was, you know, buy three grams of cannabis for X price. The price could be identical in the two examples. Right. One, you're gonna have the inspectors knocking at your door maybe, and the other one, nobody's gonna fall with. More of a statement of fact. Yeah, it's a it's a pricing statement, right? Um, so so there was that, right? And um, and then I also said, okay, uh, you know, look at the bigger picture. People say, well, what can we do? You know, so we can say that that doesn't sound very compelling. That doesn't sound like it's going to mark market my uh, my products very effectively. Uh, and so we talked about. Uh, you know, understanding the legislation through the eyes of an inspector, uh, thinking about look, being current on what the legislation says, and, uh, and sometimes even using an opportunity, perhaps if an inspector comes in, into your store and says, you know, that really wasn't the right way, or I don't like your signboard out there. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, got a cartoon character on it, or, you know, and, and it's uh, an inducement. Um, you know, that could be a conversation to learn more about how they see the act and how you can fine tune your promotional offer in the future. Um, and, you know, look, looking at the bigger picture also, I think means looking at uh, the context of the times, the, the social environment, not only that just created the legislation, but and which pol politicians have to answer for, but also what's going on, you know, and you can you only have to look at how, um, you know, uh, delivery has sort of shift, shifts in and out of favor, depending on, on whether, you know, the state of COVID 
you know, in our world. So you have to hope be that change. Well, let's hope both those things change the state of uh, delivery and the state of COVID uh, one going away and one staying, but we'll get to that. I'm sure over time too. Yeah. So tomorrow, so then, okay. So, so what about this new comment? So uh, as you and I were having a great time chatting last time, there was a bulletin that went out, as you pointed out from Health Canada, almost exactly the same time. Uh, somebody sent it to me, right? Like this, the same day that I had the, the interview with you. Yeah. And, uh, and they said, have a look at this. Uh, this particular person was, had created a, a marketing product based on discounting, kind of very, I think, conservative and careful discounting, but discounting nonetheless. And they uh, confided that, you know, they're gonna have to completely redesign their service on the basis of the bulletin. And what the bulletin said was that, uh, first of all, it affirmed that, uh, you know, price is a business decision. However, uh, discounting price cannot be done in such a way as to form a promotional inducement that would essentially, uh, you know, impel somebody to excessively use cannabis or for a non-user to use cannabis for the first time. And, and so, you know, <laughs> you're sort of thinking, okay, sure. but, sure. you know, and then, oh, and the other thing is it even talked about discounting in the context not, uh, not just as, um, as a general inducement, but uh, you know, in terms of uh, delivery and saying you can't you know, use uh, you know, discounting you know, in combination with delivery right, to, to impel a sale. So, and of course, it you know, talked about other elements ar around delivery, but it, it did talk about the two in the same context as well. So if nothing else, I think that uh, tipped Health Canada's hand about how it was beginning to interpret the legislation. And, you know, yes, uh, if you are in a dispute with the regulator, the legislation is always, you know, the source of the answer to the argument, but it's also the source of confusion and, and different interpretations. You know, <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it, it is so challenging for a retailer to stay on top of this and, and, and then to be able to talk about that in their marketing materials, but even as much as in-store conversations with, with um, shoppers about, you know, or in-store online about what it means. Like, it sounds like price is okay. You can talk about price, you can't talk about discounts, but the price could be less. I mean, it's so confusing. Uh, and I say that because this is a challenge and you talk to your clients and you have a lens of what retailer uh, regulators think about. It is, a, it is a challenge to interpret this all the time in real time, but, but it brings up an interesting sort of business challenge, which I wanna bounce off of you. There is an increasing amount of retailers. We talked about that right at the top, uh, right? So there's more competition for consumer dollars or customer dollars. As well, we are in this time horizon now where it's like in and out of emergency states. So that, that's a challenge, which all with both of those things means retailers may have more product to move. That is, that is on a shelf, just waiting to be sold. So, so how do retailers or what can they do to move more in inventory that either they want to move all the time or need to move out of not desperation, but out of challenging times? Like what would you recommend, I mean, yeah. 
Well, okay, this is obviously not a panacea, and it's hard sometimes to offer general advice yeah. that fits everybody's situation, okay? So those disclaimers aside, um, I would simply note, as you have already, that customers, many customer segments are, are already quite price sensitive. And since stores are allowed to, um, you know, have websites and post their prices on websites, yeah. uh, people do a lot of comparison shopping. And there are services that uh, aggregate and compare, right, that you can, you can uh, get that or tap into uh, just to compare all the prices, you know, within say a 10 minute radius of your front door. Um, so simply having a really good price might be one thing, right? And you don't have to talk about, you know, 20% uh, off while supplies last, or anything right. like that. Um, the uh, OCS, and I'm, I'm not sure everything they do is always completely uh, compliant, but let's leave that one aside. Uh, they've, they've been using the term or have used the term price drop to signal price changes. Uh, another possible strategy, and I, I would certainly get legal advice on this and think about it, uh, but uh, simply, you know, perhaps comparing last week's price with this week's price, you know, might yeah. be another strategy. Uh, and, but you should also not be blind to other things. So uh, pricing isn't the only strategy for uh you know, for a successful business. Think about your market segments. Uh, some segments are less price sensitive and they're interested in freshness and craft products and, uh, you know, other attributes to the product. Um, and that can be reinforced if you build a strong relationship with your customers, they want to come back and always talk to the same uh, bud tender who's helped them out, who can say, you know, the terpene profile on this is amazing. It's really fresh. Um, and so you might not mind paying a little bit extra for something like that. You know, if, if you're somebody who is going in for the quality of the product as opposed to what's the cheapest product. So, yeah. uh, and you know, you can see that at work, you know, in obviously in the you know, retail wine market, uh, even more so now in Ontario where you, uh, Sales have been opened up considerably. Um, and so there are other segments there. Um, there may be other types of uh, products that um, uh, people are interested in. So having the right product mix, you know, not just uh, dried flour, but, uh, you know, the 2.0 range of products, maybe, you know, reading and being current and knowing what's, you know, the latest and in most interesting stuff. Uh, and it, it so also, there's it, a lot of the things you can do uh, it, than just sort of hawking price. I, I, it's interesting because it also harkens back to a couple of the other conversations we've had about that importance of um, one time and ongoing training of staff about how to manage that interaction, because a lot of it comes down. If it's only coming down to price, people will shop around and find the best price. If it comes down to experience or, or knowledge or, um, you know, interaction, then there's a whole other range of things to be thinking about and doing, which is why we like talking to you because a you know that but also it brings the regulatory with the these are not softer skills but actually retail operations which are actually super critical for success now but will be absolutely essential as we add 960 new stores i couldn't have said it better myself jay um you know the uh the customer experience and the knowledge of uh, people in the store is a direct result often of training and experience yeah. Actually, you know, we have a smart tending program that focuses on all that. 
And we talked previously about not just training the bud tender, but everybody around the bud tender so they can support it and create also a welcoming experience in the store. Um, it can also, you know, another consideration is thinking carefully about the brand you're building with the regulator. I talked about that in a previous episode. Uh, so that even when you make a mistake, they're inclined to think, well, this is here's an operator that always tries to work within the law. So I'm going to, you know, they may not consciously say I'm going to cut them some slack, but um, they'll certainly look at your operation differently than somebody who's always crossing the line. Okay, yeah. That's it. And so even when they're not crossing, the tendency is that we know they're rotten, we're going to slam them, you know, right. so well, that's, it, a, that's one thing you can do as well uh, to get a bit of a, a bit of, uh, I don't want to use the word forgiveness, but I think you know what I mean. Yeah, no, it really, it, these are super, these are always important things entering this age of hyper competitive market, certainly in Ontario, but everywhere else too. These are things all retailers need to be thinking about. That's why we like talking to the CanDelta team. That's why we like talking to you. And uh, if your morning starts with CanDelta, ask the experts and coffee, that's a pretty good Monday. So I really want to thank you for, uh, for stopping by this morning and we'll, we'll connect with you uh, hopefully in future weeks. Thanks, Denny. Thank you very much, Jay. I really enjoy these, these chats with you. Not as much as me, because I take copious notes, and I feel like like I'm uh, I'm expert adjacent is how I feel. You're doing pretty well, I'd say. Well, if you have enough of these conversations, you learn through osmosis. So I appreciate it, Dan, and we'll connect with you down the road. Okay, great.